Well, hello there, revolutionaries. This is Allison Task, back with another bonus episode for the Personal Revolution podcast. And today I have a real treat for you. This is part one of a three-part series about moving during the pandemic. I am moving during the pandemic, and a lot of people I know are moving during the pandemic. I bet you know people who are moving during the pandemic. It's a very, very interesting time. And I want to do a deeper dive into the transition that is moving, the transition that is the pandemic, right? So we have a transition inside a transition. As a transition coach, I am very interested to see this. Uh, It might also be part of the reason why I plunged myself into a transition of my own, right? So that I could observe and take notes and, uh, give more value to clients by experiencing my own pretty intense transition at an intense time. So in this three-part series of bonus episodes, we will be discussing the following. Part one, we're going to talk about the choice to move, choosing to move, choosing to uproot and change. Also, people are moving because they have to move. Um, but that, that that whole notion, the mental game of the move, right? What you do before you take any action, but you're thinking through it, that's what we're going to discuss today. That's part one. Part two, we'll discuss the transition, moving from the known to the unknown. In part three, we'll discuss what it's like from the other side. I will be podcasting after I've moved into my new apartment, after I've closed on my house and we'll see if the emotions I was hoping to experience in the beginning when I chose to move are in fact what I am experiencing, right? We'll do a little bit of post-mortem after the move. So before the move, during the move, and after the move. And today I bring you Choosing to Move. So my husband and I purchased a five-bedroom four and a half bath house in April. Ironically, it was April 1st, 2012. We put in an offer two months after we were married in 2011 and closed a couple months later. We had been looking for two years. This was a beautiful house. This was a house that was a little bit outside of our grasp. It had been sitting on the market for six months. It had come down in price by about 150K. We took it down further. It's almost an acre of land. It's obviously a lot of bedrooms and bathrooms. I remember thinking this is the nicest house I've ever even thought I could live in. It's beautiful. It's stunning. And it hasn't been cared for. It's going to need a lot of work, which is work we ended up doing. The house is on an acre of land. It needs maintenance. It's more maintenance than two full-time working parents with three young children can really do. I knew when we bought this that we were getting a, quote, deal, But I also knew we were going to pay for it on the other side, certainly with the the taxes we'd be paying for that amount of space and for the maintenance we'd have to do. So I've always felt a little uneasy about the house, despite the fact that it was beautiful and stunning and people walk in and it's emotional and it's exciting. It was more house than I needed. And it's always been. Earlier this year, we uh, were about to refinance and take out some cash to redo the kitchen and a bathroom. And I thought about going through a kitchen demo with three kids in the house during the pandemic. And I thought, 
my God, I really don't want to do this. I'm not someone who's excited about home renovation. In fact, we've had two home renovations that have gone bust and we've had to actually sue the contractors, one of whom was just a a bad dude and has since (laughs) left the area and gone to Florida, continued to be a con artist. And another just had had poor work. It took us six years to fix a leak after he did a master gut. Anyway, somewhat boring, tedious details. But we had done a lot of work. There was more to be done. And I was tired. I was over it. Also, my stepdaughter moved on to college. So we didn't need her bedroom and bath anymore. And we're recognizing that we're not having a lot of guests. We're not having a lot of visitors. We don't need that guest room. We just need the space that works for our family. We live in Montclair, New Jersey. Taxes here are very high. They're 3.4% of the house cost or the, or the house assessment. It's extraordinary. Most people here pay 20K or more. Our house was creeping upwards towards 30. That's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. We didn't want to keep paying taxes at that level. We didn't want to do the work that needed to be done. We didn't want to maintain that much space. We loved it. Emotionally, it's a gorgeous house, um, but it wasn't working for us and it hasn't been for for eight years. Then the pandemic hit. Then lots of people started moving to the suburbs and we saw a window where we could possibly sell the house, get some money out of the house and lower our costs. So we looked at this as a financial decision to really lower our costs and lock in our gain. And we were ready to downsize. We're ready to have a smaller footprint. Also, the neighborhood that I'm in, we're probably the least nice house on a fancy block. Um, And I found that I wasn't, I just wasn't gelling with the neighborhood. I think it was maybe a little too too rich for my blood. Um, The kids had fancy game rooms. My neighbor's kids were driving cars that I, I don't think I'll ever drive. And it just, it just, I just didn't feel like I was part of the culture. I just didn't feel like I fit in. Um, I didn't want to fit in and I didn't want my kids to feel badly for having less because we don't want to have that much excess. So it was just it was just more than we needed. So um, in June of this year, <laughs> after getting pretty beaten up homeschooling for three months, we decided to go for it. We hired a, a realtor who was going to come in, do the work that needed to be done on the house. We evacuated for a month while the house was painted and tweaked and fixed. And we received an offer. We put in, in Montclair, people put their house up for sale for a rather low price. And then people come in with lots of over asking offers. So the game in Montclair is your house goes up for sale on a Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe Saturday, you have open houses. By the following Tuesday, you ask all buyers to give you their best and final. So it's a blind best and final. We had multiple offers, multiple offers over asking. Um, And my husband and I said, okay, what's our range, right? We want to get between, we want to get over X. If we get over X, we'll move. If we don't get over X, it's just not enough to make our our move and the hassle of a move worth it. So we won't move. We ended up getting, I think, uh, an offer of 20K under X, which we thought was sufficient. So we accepted the offer and chose to move forward. Interesting side note. Obviously, we were choosing to move, right? We were choosing this was the time to move. Days after we put our house in the market, my husband found out that his job was being eliminated. So what fortuitous timing. Instead of having the stress of we have to move, we had chosen to move. They hadn't even had the open house. We hadn't had any offers, but it did definitely 
cement for us that this was the right time to be making this move, right? Because when when you go from two earners to one earner, also we decided that during the pandemic when the children are not going to school, my husband, we, we needed boots on the ground. We needed a full-time person to watch our three young children and, and be in the home um, when they're schooling. So he chose to take on that role. I chose to return to work full-time instead of the part-time adjusted hours I had been working while my kids were at home. And so this seemed like, wow, what a, what a prescient choice. What a good choice. And we decided to move forward. We accepted the offer and there we go. So the reasons we chose to move during a pandemic was to intentionally downsize because this house had always seemed like more than we needed. We wanted to reduce our costs. Thankfully, great timing as my husband then, you know, his his job was eliminated. So we we eliminated a lot of income. We wanted to lock in our gains since people were paying so much over asking now seemed like a good time to sell, although you can never time the market until, you know, years after the fact. We thought this would be a good time. So once all of that was completed, then we went through the, you know, inspections and all the paperwork and the back and forth and the negotiation after the negotiation, which, quite frankly, I really don't like. I mostly don't like it because I just wish I could speak directly to the buyers. I hate the game of telephone that is played when I talk to my realtor who talks to their realtor who talks to them and then there's a lawyer. We have had so many miscommunications between lawyers and realtors. This isn't the way I communicate in general. I'm very direct. I'm very transparent. And I found the brokered conversations and negotiation to be very difficult It's just not how I work, but it is how this game is played and I'm playing someone else's game. So that was difficult for me because it's it's just not how I live my life. Right. I don't have a boss. I have many bosses. And if my boss doesn't like me, they fire me. If I don't like them, I fire them. Right. My clients are my bosses. I'm not used to this lack of transparency that I think so many are used to just just in their everyday world. So that part was interesting for me and difficult. And it makes me so value the life I've been able to create for myself and my business and and my own ethic and transparency. And I will in the future with any transactions move toward more transparent relationships. I think so much gets confused with that lack of transparency. So I'm getting a little ahead of myself. The next episode will be about the transition. So there was some foreshadowing about the communication or lack thereof and, and transition challenges. But this episode is just about the choice to move. Now, I will tell you, I have had friends in other locations, a friend in L.A. who decided to move to Texas to be closer to the in-laws, a friend here in New Jersey who decided to move to Pennsylvania to be closer to the in-laws and the parents. Lots of people are making moves to huddle up, to be closer to family, to, like we did, leave costs that seem insane, to move to that dream place they've always wanted to go to. People are on the move right now. Do I think this is the end of the American city? No, I think American cities were bloated. And now my friends in cities, at least, are kind of saying, oh, okay, this is the city we were meant to be in. We sort of cut the fat. So I think people are cutting the fat everywhere, Um, except in suburban areas, people are, you know, putting in backyard pools and adding decks and patios and garages that are also classrooms. So so people are cutting the fat in terms of removing aspects of their life that they don't want to have. But there is a great suburban build out that we most definitely are not a part of. And in the next episode, I'll be talking more about downsizing in the pandemic, because that is what we chose to do. And that is very contraindicated and 
I see very few people doing that by choice. All right. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Big hugs and kisses. Hug your friend. Hug your cat. Hug your dog. Hug your pillow. Hug your couch. Hug yourself. You are your home. As I'm learning more and more as I transition my my space of living, I am me. I am my family. My family is me. Our chairs, our couches, our beds. That'll That's all just details. We are each other. We are the people. The people are the home. That's my thought for you on this transition podcast. Lots of love to you. Let's connect again next week.